How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Whips that one away and how appropriate that Ross Taylor and Kane Williamson are there for this moment, for this team. It's a story that's akin to David versus Goliath, but Kane Williamson and his team are now world test champions and living proof that sometimes, just sometimes, nice guys do finish first. Nice guys do finish first, and the New Zealand cricket team finished first on that occasion, of course, winning the world test championship at uh, Southampton. Uh, and overlooking that was uh, a, a gentleman and I call him a gentleman too because he is uh, who has been with the Black Caps for a long period of time. One of the secrets about sporting teams uh, playing well over a long period of time, getting on with each other uh, and you know, travelling the world without any sort of friction, etc., uh, is because they've got a happy camp. It's as simple as that. And the bloke responsible for doing that is usually uh, the manager. And that's why I've uh, got uh, this opportunity and I'm glad to have it to talk to Mike Sandal, who's been... Uh, the Black Caps manager for a long, long period of time now and overseen one of the great periods of New Zealand cricket and is in no way short of being responsible for some of it as well. Mike, good morning to you. Morning, Stubby. Nice to catch up with you. Uh, you've made this decision to uh, step away after a long period of time, Mike. Uh, how long How long have you actually been in the job? Take us back to when it started. Yeah, it's into the 11th year, Smithy. So, um, yeah, I started in 2011. I'd uh, fought basically up to the end of the Super Rugby season with the Blues. And, yeah, went to Zimbabwe on the first tour with um, John Wright. Yeah, so that was a, a real experience. And a, it's a tour I still look back on with really fond memories. So it's a long way when you uh, when you think back there. Who was... Uh, who was uh, so Wrighty was coach. Who was captain back in those days? Yeah, Roscoe. Roscoe was captain then, so that was um, the first tour. So, yeah, John Wright coach and Ross Taylor was the captain. And, uh, yeah, then we came Mike. home soon after that and we had the Australian trip, um, somebody where I think it was one of the first times I bumped into you in your capacity of uh, commentating. Yeah, it was, uh, that's right, Mike. Uh, I mean, I remember that uh, time well meeting you for the first time. L- listen, coming into the job out of... Uh, being in, uh, you know, a policeman, and then of course you're in charge of the Blues as well, in, in that capacity. Uh, were you a big cricket lover at the time? I was, yeah. Like I was never a great player, <laughs> but um, I certainly was a guy who could sit there and, and watch cricket. Um, and yeah, like uh, spent a lot of time at obviously Pookie Park and um, and watching players such as yourself on TV. What of the young fellow back in the day, um, and yeah. Could always sort of uh, could get addicted to to watching game of cricket, you know, just thinking um, I should be out doing the lawns, but I might just watch one more over, and then you get a wicket, and then <clears throat> there's bowling change, you end up watching another one. So um, yeah, I, I can watch cricket, and I enjoy watching cricket. Okay, so what's the difference for you between or what has been uh, looking after the Blues and looking after the Black Caps? Uh, is a you know the team dynamics different, etc. More th- different things you have to do. Yeah, I found the cricket environment, um, the certain nature of it, is a lot more relaxed, I suppose. Like, you know, with rugby that, you know, you start rain, hail or shine, 7.30 on a Saturday night. 
Whereas, you know, you turn up for cricket um, and, you know, you've got the toss, you know, you're going to be batting or bowling. There could be a bit of weather around and you know, a bit of tie kicking and, and things like that. And because it also goes a hell of a lot longer than a game of rugby, um, you know, you can't have that intensity for long periods of time. So that's one thing that struck me early on was just how relaxed uh, the cricket environment was and, and cricketers in general. Having said that, Mike, you've got to keep it relaxed too. And, you know, when you, uh, when you do rugby, uh, the guys are in the dressing room for what? You know, an hour before the game max, maybe an hour afterwards and five minutes at half time. But, uh, you know, you, you look at a cricket dressing room over a, a five-day period of time, uh, there can be uh, friction, there can be issues, a short space of time. So how do you, how do you sort of manage that kind of environment? Yeah, I think it's important to remember that in a cricket team, as far as the manager goes, like the changing room is the players' domain, and it's a place where they prepare. And you know, with cricket, you never know when you're going to enter the game, so you need to respect that. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, obviously the opening batsmen go out and, and play, but you know, if you're first drop, you could be in second ball of the match, or you, or you might be in sort of after lunch. So. Um, with that, as, as you pointed out, it is nice and relaxed and things are pretty fluid in there. And it's also a place where, you know, you do get emotions and there's disappointment and, you know, where players uh, should be their sanctuary where they can um, come in and sometimes a little bit of steam off. But also, it's also a place when you have, uh, you know, rain delays and you would have been involved with a lot of them smithy and, you know, you've uh, the cards come out. Um, the guys can't have their phones, so you get some really good conversation, uh, a lot of those old things. Um, and just, just general chat, and those are things I'll remember and treasure as well because, uh, as you say, you know, you, you have a lot of fun and uh, a lot of laughs in situations like that. The other thing, of course, that you've uh, presided over too is um, we'll, we'll get on to the World Test Championship very shortly, but uh, two losses in World Cup one-day finals, uh, the second one, uh, first one, of course, in Melbourne, the second one, uh, of course, was uh, at Lords that day. Tell us about having to pick up the pieces after those losses because you've got to find some sort of way to, to get the group back up. Yeah, they were both quite different, really. Like, obviously, in 2015 and um, over in Melbourne, we were well beaten there. So, um, you know, that was, that was totally different. Whereas at Lords, um, we all know what happened there. And I suppose in the immediate aftermath of that game, probably much as like everybody that was there was, you know, just trying to comprehend what had happened, you know, there'd been um, a real even flow of emotions throughout the day, and you know, at the end of it, it was like, you know, what the hell has happened? <laughs> and um, I suppose, you know, you, we all came up into the changing room, um, you have to go down for the presentation downstairs, um, down on the field, and you know, if there's no option, you've got to go down there, you've got to front up, and, and the boys were really good, and I know they were commended um, for the way they, they sort of fronted up down there, but at the end of the day, you've got no, you've got no um, choice. You have to. But I suppose in the back of mind too, and back in my mind was um, also the realization that you probably witnessed one of the greatest games of one-day cricket ever. Um, and you know, regardless of the of the result and what happened at the end, it was a it was a hell of a game. And I'm sure that um, you know, Lords is going to be in the memory bank of a lot of those people um, for a long time. And I know that um, you know, when I think about it, uh, I'm going to have. You know, mixed emotions and, and about Lords, you know, about that game, and it's going to invoke certain memories um, and emotions, I suppose. But in saying that, Lords is, a, as you'd know, is a magical place, Smithy, and it's, um, you know, my favourite place to, to go in terms of, of cricket. It's just a, it's a wonderful place, and, and just love 
every time I was uh, had the opportunity to be there. Mike, you'll also remember um, the Rose Bowl at Southampton pretty fondly as well, I would imagine, because, of course, that's where uh, the team picked up uh, that World Test Championship title. Uh, your memories are of going through that with them because finally a, a dream was uh, realised. Yeah, and I think um, I think a lot of people put all the put of uh, how do you put it like a lot of ghosts to to rest, I suppose, from um, those two World Cups. The people that were were there right for the two ODI World Cup finals, and then obviously you know that one it probably um, you know released not in the gut a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that, that was just an amazing game. Obviously, it was six days, and um, there were certainly some ebbs and flows in that one as well. It was you know a lot of wet weather and. There was, you know, probably a day there where it looked like, you know, we weren't going to get through the test, um, even though it was six days. Um, but yeah, things happened pretty quickly when we when we got out there, and we all know what happened. And I suppose, um, yeah, when uh, Roscoe hit that uh, the winning run, um, there was a flood of emotions went through through the room, um, through everybody. And I know for myself, it was probably one enduring memory I have is thinking of everybody that had been before. Had been part of the team and had contributed to that success in one one way, shape, or form, and um, you know, and that was a, a lot of former Black Caps as well, and a lot of staff and people that had worked behind the scenes at New Zealand Cricket to contribute. Mike, you've had to manage the team through uh, COVID, travelling the world through COVID. Uh, you've had tours that've been uh, called off prematurely, etc. Uh, logistically, that can't have been easy. No, one thing you learn in the current environment is that you don't plan too far ahead. Uh, you have to be pretty flexible um, with your planning because, you know, your, the best laid plans can go out the window overnight. Um, so I think a, a real strength of the team, the Black Caps team, since I've been involved anyway, is their ability to adapt and keep pretty relaxed no matter what is thrown at them. And I actually think it's, um, it's in the DNA of New Zealanders anyway to react in that manner. And I think... Um, you know, the guys have been really well suited to, to adapt to that. But, yeah, like, um, some of the bubbles are pretty tight. It's pretty hard to explain. I suppose everybody's, you know, got to experience them. But, you know, I could certainly see, um, you know, some of the stuff that came around about England, you know, the amount of time. They, I think they played more cricket in the bubble than anybody else. Um, and so, you know, you can, you can certainly see how that does slowly wear you down. Uh, bubbles over there, especially in India and Bangladesh, were, were extremely tight. Um, you just absolutely can't see anybody else in, a, in the hotel. Um, you just totally sealed off. So it's, uh, you know, you get pretty used to uh, spending all the time there with your mates, put it that way. Tell us a wee bit, uh, Mike, if you can. Can you open a little wee bit on what it's like to, um, to run a team alongside Kane Williamson? Because, you know, from the outside, Kane Williamson looks fairly relaxed, pretty much in control of everything, doesn't have appear to have too many emotions. But what can you tell us about... Uh, your relationship with Kane Williamson over the years and, and what kind of bloke he is as he runs the team? Yeah, Kane's a, he is a person who puts the team at uh, all, all situations ahead of himself. So he's, you know, when you hear the term team first, um, Kane epitomises that and he certainly leads um, by example in that way. He actually has no ego, um, he plays with no ego. Uh, and that really resonates with the team. Like, um, he's, he's a, is a relaxed character, but in saying that, um, Kane, you know, works very hard at his game. Uh, obviously, he's, he's obviously natural talent, but um, he puts a lot into it. 
but he also does put a lot of thought into um, yeah the uh, just the general day to day running of the team and um, you know around preparation and he's always he's good to bounce ideas off, um, comes with ideas and things like that. But nothing really phases him, um, and I think you know he's a he's a really good leader and that nice relaxed attitude just gravitate gravitates down uh, through the ranks. Mike, you're going to have a change of environment. Um, what will you miss about travelling the world with the Black Caps as opposed to perhaps sitting in office uh, with the Taranaki Rugby Union because you are now going to go in and be uh, the CEO of uh, the union that uh, you were brought up with. Uh, you love, I know you love them, you follow them whenever you're away anyway, but, um, man, that's going to be a big change of lifestyle for you. It is, Smithy, and, and I suppose... Um it was a bloody tough decision to make. Um, to you know, I was, I was actually really enjoying the time with the Black Cats, but after 11 years, you know, um, I was probably for the last 12 months or so, I've been looking for things I could be doing at home. But what I'm going to miss most about um, the Black Cats is probably the relationships with the with the people, the players, and, and it was a pretty emotional week. Um, you know, ringing a lot of them up, talking to a lot of them, um, you know, flicking through messages uh, just to give them a bit of a heads up um, before I before they are aware of my decision. But, you know, um, when you do spend a lot of time away, you spend more time with the players and what you do with your own family. Um, so with that, you forge some pretty deep relationships with people. And uh, so what I'll take with me, I'll take with me some fantastic memories, which you've spoken about, but also um, just just some enduring friendships and relationships with people as well that, uh, and experiences I'm going to bank for life. And uh, you're going to a, a Taranaki Rugby Union, which is uh, the interesting uh, side of this new competition this year. And, and Barnsley, at least when you start, Barnsley will be a happy man because it's, in, in a way he got his way. That's right, yeah. Well, it's Neil Barnes' competition, isn't it, now? So he, he <laughs> made me a cup of tea a couple of days ago. Um, so that's, uh, that's a first, I think, for Barnsley. So he's pretty handy uh, in that regards as well. But I think, yeah, like uh, Taranaki is, is a team that is dear to my heart to region that's dead of my heart. Um, all those years ago when I first started managing, they gave me my very first opportunity uh, in, in rugby management. So it's really nice to go back there and um, just repay probably that loyalty that they showed me all those years ago. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's exciting. Uh, the stadium, you know, is looking like it's going to be coming on tap this year back at Yarrow Stadium so we've got our home. Um, and saying that, you know, it's been a tough year well, tough few years here, sorry, um, just since we lost the stadium through the earthquake issues and you throw in COVID and, and everything else and, uh, you know, the staff have, have, you know, done a really good job in, in tough circumstances and we've had a community that's stuck by us and obviously some pretty loyal sponsors and stakeholders as well that have um, stuck by the team and the union. Mike, it's been great catching up with you. Well, I wish you well in your new vocation and uh, salute you for what you've done over the last 11 years. It's been fantastic to deal with you. I think you've done a great job. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Smithy, and well done on your tribute to Warney as well earlier. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.